0: Hi, this is Pastor Daniel Bracken. You're listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. I hope the word encourages you and you get a touch from God that brings transformation and equips you to experience life with people, power, and purpose. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the word. Tonight, I am going to share a message called Class is in Session. Sorry for you youth who are probably like, I already had class today, and I don't want to have class again tonight. I've already checked out. So, but check back in, because this is going to be a good class tonight. So if you would stand with me tonight, as we go into the book of John, in the verse, uh, John 14, starting in verse 15. And it says, if you love me, keep my commands and i will ask the father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you with you forever the spirit of truth the world cannot accept him because it has neither seen him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you i will not leave you as orphans I will come to you. And if you jump down to verse 26, it says, But the Counselor, the Holy One, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Father, I ask tonight that you would anoint my words that God, no matter what I've typed on a piece of paper, Lord, this is your service. And we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and operate through me, your vessel, to your people. I give you full authority. And I ask, come, Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll have a seat. Like to thank Pastor Daniel and Pastor Karen for this great opportunity to minister to you tonight. They are great leaders and they are great teachers in my life. And um, tonight I want to look at the Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, who is our guide. Um, I will never forget my third grade teacher, Miss Whitaker. And You know, here I am, um, you know, 50 years old, and I still remember things about Miss Whitaker. Miss Whitaker was a no nonsense teacher. Um, She, for some, they thought, you know, she's just stern. Um, You know, kids would be like, you know, Miss Whitaker, Miss Witch, because she's so hard. Like, does she even smile, you know? Does she even sleep at night? You know, all these different things that they would say about Miss Whitaker. But you know, she was a hard woman and she was a one that was, you know, disciplined and very structured. But even today, there are things that she spoke into my life that still attribute to who I am today. I had the joy and pleasure of being in our soon coming production, Birthday of a King. And um, I got to play a part of the teacher, Miss Bird. And one thing about Miss Bird, and, and those of you who have seen it, know, the, know her and know what she's about. And those of you who have not seen it, encourage you to come to the Birthday of the King. But, She represented the Holy Spirit. And she taught the truth of God. She taught the truth of his son. She taught the purpose of the heirs of man's ways. And she taught redemption and the freeing power of God. And tonight I want to elaborate on the Holy Spirit. So today, don't check out tonight, but check in. Some of us maybe look at class as, you know, dread. But this class is a class that will change your life. This is a class that will get you through those good times and those hard times. This is a class that's going to help you when the enemy comes and tries to bring defeat. And John 4 1, it says, Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. And here we see where Jesus is being tempted by Satan for 40 days and 40 nights. Yet he never fell prey to the temptation. But notice he was full of the Holy Spirit. Jesus knew to use his father's word with each and every temptation that the enemy brought forth. Jesus had the discipline instilled in him to resist Satan. Jesus had the strength to not back down, but to stand his ground on God's word. And Jesus had the courage to go forward full of the Holy Spirit, teaching others and operating in his ministry. And that's seen in John four fourteen, where it says, then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. You see, Jesus himself wasn't on his own. Jesus himself had the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. So how much more? How much more? Do we need the Holy Spirit? How much more do we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit? Tonight, I want to look at three different things that the Lord highlighted to me that involves being filled with the Holy Spirit. Discipline. It's okay. It's going to be good. It's going to be good strength and courage you see it progressively gets better discipline i know our young people they don't like that word discipline uh uh It says in John 14, 26, but the counselor, the Holy Spirit, as we read, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said. But we go on and look at Hebrews 12, 6 through 11 as well, where it says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. And do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what child, what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline then you are not then you are not legitimate not true sons and daughters at all moreover we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respect them for it how much more should we submit to the father of spirit and life they discipline us for a little while as they thought best But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. You know, God doesn't bring discipline to beat us up. But he brings it to bring the best out of us. Some of you maybe can attest to having parents that were stern and and were very disciplinary. And you may be able to look back and say, you know, had they not been that way, I probably wouldn't even be here today. You know, we sometimes don't want to hear that word, no, or we don't want to hear, you know, um, you know, as, a, as an adult, and maybe there's, you know, that certain someone, and you're like, God, I want that to be my husband, and God's like, nope, that's not the one. God, I've been waiting for this perfect job. I've been praying and, and, and believing for this job, and yet here I am three years later, and I still don't have it. And maybe God's teaching you something in that. You know, I'm reminded of, of a time when um, several years ago, was before I even got married, and um, being single, and I would come home from work, and, you know, I, I would study my Bible for a little while, and, and then I would go and watch a movie. I'd go watch a show, and nothing bad. I wasn't watching anything inappropriate. I would just watch a show. And I remember coming home one day, and I walked in the house, and the Lord said, I want you, and this was back in the day when we had cable. You know, I know a lot of people now have smart TVs. They don't have cable boxes, but that tells you how old I am, but, you know, I walked in the house and the Lord said, I want you to unhook your cable box, get in your car and drive down to the uh, GCI and give them your box. And I'm like, well, have I done something wrong? Have I, have I sinned in some way and I, and I just didn't realize it? And the Lord didn't answer my question. He just simply said, Unplug the cable box, get in your car, and go take it back. And I did. I obeyed, and I I took it back, and I came home and did my routine, did my Bible study, ate a little something, and then I sat on the couch and was like, okay, what should I do now? And at that time, Pastor Alex, which some of you know, was here and he had just started teaching me a few chords on the keyboard. And I heard the Lord say, go play your keyboard. And I'm like, well, I only know a few chords. And he's like, go play your keyboard. And I got over there, and I started playing my keyboard. And I'm like, God, I really don't understand what I did wrong and that you made me take my cable box back. And I'm playing, and I'm still asking him. And, He's like, just play, just worship. And I remember that night, I played for hours. I didn't even know, but like a few chords, but I played. And so the next day I come home and I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna get on my keyboard. And I went through a series of months where I would come home and I would just fiddle on my keyboard, not really knowing how to play it or what I was playing. But it took me to another level in the Lord. And I didn't understand what I had did wrong. But see, the Lord was teaching me something. The Lord was doing something. And it was his Holy Spirit that was striking me to take that cable box See, sometimes we have things in our life, like Pastor Daniel has shared here, that aren't necessarily bad things. They're not necessarily things that are going to cause you to stumble, but they are things that are roadblocks to what God wants to do. You know, it wasn't long after that, that my mom took a turn for the worse And went on to be with the Lord and there were people at my job that were like how are you just like you're, you're like you're just at peace you're not like distraught you're not you know you're just at peace and over a course of time other things were happening in my life and again these people were like how are you just at peace and and you're just you know I we know what you're going through but yet you're at peace See, the discipline that the Lord was doing in me months before by telling me, take your cable box to the cable company, he was disciplining and preparing me. It didn't feel good in the beginning, but in the end, it was what I needed. It was what kept me it was what created in me a time of intercession a time of prayer i would write these sing these songs and wouldn't even know you know wow i don't even didn't even know i could write music i didn't know i could do that but i listened to the holy spirit and did what he asked and it created something in me he's going to discipline us but it's good it's good. I never will forget a, um, a, a lady much older than me had told me, you know, you need to make sure you always, this was before I was married, make sure you always discipline your daughter. Don't always say yes. Don't always just agree. Don't always just go with the flow. And there's going to be times when she's not going to be happy with what you say or what your answer is, but it will help her and it will create in her something that you will be good for her as an adult. The Lord is the same way with us. He is the same way with us. So when he says no, or when he's disciplining you, or you're going through that, that, that pressure point in your life, and you're like, God, what did I do? What did I do wrong? Why, why do I feel like you're beating me up? Oh, he's not beating you up. He's actually lifting you up. He's actually creating a place for you to step over and step into what he has for you. So, welcome discipline. And with that comes strength. With it comes strength. If we think we can do it ourselves, when we don't ask God, when we don't ask for Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me, Give me the strength to get through this. Give me the strength when temptation comes to to not fall prey to it. And we think we can do it. I don't need help. I got this. I don't need any help. It is a ticket for us to be derailed. It is a ticket for sometimes even our thinking to go sideways. It is a ticket to not seeing as we should see and being strong enough to make it through. It says in James 4:7 submit yourself then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Jesus relied on the strength of the Holy Spirit when he was wandering in the wilderness. And that strength created an avenue for him to continue to do what he did and for the enemy to flee. Satan loves to chip away. He doesn't always just come busting through the door. There are times when he will chip away at our strength. He will get us to a place where we are weak. And then he'll break in because that place is weakened. However, Psalms 18 and verse 32 says, it is God, it is not us, it is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory, and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. 2 Timothy 1.7. See, it just gets better. Accept the Discipline. Get the strength. Because we go on to 2 Timothy 1 7, and it says, For the Spirit God gave us makes not, let me start again. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. Like Jesus, we will have the strength to see the devil flee. In Ephesians 3.16, it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner man. We need the spirit of God. We need the spirit of God. We need to allow him to teach us. We need to allow him to lead us. You know, his ways are higher than our ways. It's not going to always make sense to us when the Holy Spirit leads us. It's not going to always make sense when he's teaching us something. You know, in school, some teachers would teach one way and other teachers would teach another way. And it was like, you know, well, if I do it my way, it just seems easier. I think I'll just do it my way. And oftentimes we get our paper back and it's like, I got an F. I totally failed. But I figured my way would be easier. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will teach us a whole nother way and create a way to strengthen us. See, God fashioned us. It says that he created us in his own image. So I don't know about you, but I'm here to say I don't know myself as well as God knows me. I may not even know all my weaknesses as well as God knows my weaknesses. So, why wouldn't I rely on His teaching? Why wouldn't I rely on Him to be my strength? Because He knows me better than I know myself. He knows what lies ahead better than I know what lies ahead. Yeah, I may know that there may be trials. There's going to be trials and tribulations. I may know that the enemy is going to come in slyly in different ways. But God is the one that will release the strength and the wisdom that I need to get through to the other side. So why not rely? And you see, God makes it so simple. He makes it simple. I want to read two different parts of in the Book of Psalms. One being the prayer and the request; the other being the answer from God. In Psalm 17, in verses six and seven, it says, "I call on you, O God." for you will answer me, give ear to me, and hear my prayer. Show the wonders of your great love, you who saved by your right hand. And then when you flip over to Psalm 91, I, I feel like this is his response to that prayer. He, or she, will call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? God has never called us to do this thing called life by ourselves. But we have to take the initiative to call on him. He's a strength and he's a strong tower. We only need the Holy Spirit to fill us and give us the strength we need to get through to the other side. And lastly is courage. We are called to walk in courage, but let us understand not of our own courage, but the courage that rests in the Holy Spirit. It said in in John 14 that God will not leave us orphaned. He's not going to put us out here and just say, figure it out yourself. Muster up your courage and just go do it. No, he said, I will not leave you orphaned. I'm not gonna leave you to figure it out by yourself. In Deuteronomy 31.6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. In Joshua 1.9, it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. He's with you if you want him to be with you. He'll fill you if you want him to fill you. He'll take you to places you never thought you could go. You know, Jesus never shook or quivered. He didn't even think about the response when Satan took him in those 40 days in the wilderness. When you read it, he quickly responded. He did not cower he did not shrink back. He had the courage to face every temptation that Satan brought before him. When we don't allow the Holy Spirit to come and operate in our life, to come and build up the strength in our life, we don't really see Satan the way that we should see him as a defeated foe because when we do it in our own own mindset when we do it in our own way when we do it on our own it looks big when he comes it looks too hard when it comes we grow cowardly because we forget who was on the inside of us Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world, unless he's not in you. But there's opportunity. There's always opportunity if we take it that no weapon formed against us would prosper, that no ploy of the enemy will weaken us because we rely on the strength and we have the courage of the great one. Jude 1.20 says, But you, dear friends, build yourself up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. You know, it's important for us to know that we can draw on the power of the Holy Spirit. And as we do, our faith is built up. Our courage is built up. I'm not the same person I was when when I got saved in 2001. And I've built myself up because I've sought after a filling of the Spirit. And I'm not resting on back in the day when I got saved and I went forward and I asked the Holy Spirit to fill me. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. Sometimes it's several times throughout the day. But the beautiful thing about it is he'll come and fill you up. He'll come and fill you up. He'll come and refresh you and restrengthen you. There is no drought when it comes to the Holy Spirit. He simply will say, ask and you shall receive. And just like parent... You know, our our kids will come up, our little kids will come up and we have their cups on the counter so that they cannot get to them and spill them everywhere. And they'll come up, can you get me some water? And as a parent, I don't say, "Eh, no, not today. We're just gonna let you get dehydrated. We're not gonna give you any water, deal with it. No, as a parent, we're filling that cup up and we're giving them the drink so that they can be full and refreshed. We're quenching that thirst, and God's the same way. Holy Spirit, come. Fill me anew. Fill me afresh. Give me the strength and the courage I need in this moment, in this day. It's that simple. In Acts 1.8, it was the promise, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. In the same way that, you know, the disciples was with Jesus and Jesus was teaching them. He was disciplining them. He was shaping and molding them and strengthening them. And they waited in that upper room. And when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, endued with the power that they needed to go forth, to share the good news, to face trial and tribulation, to face persecution to face the things that the enemy would try to come and bring. And yet they stood the test. They stood the test. Even today, their words still encourage us. Their words still minister to us. And tonight you have that same opportunity. You have the opportunity to allow God to come into your life, to allow to be yourself, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Discipline is nothing to be afraid of, but to me, it's something to be welcomed Because I don't want to be an orphan. I want to be a daughter of the most high God. And if that means I'm going to be disciplined, if that means I'm going to be corrected, if that means I'm going to be scolded by my father, I know he's going to do it out of love because he wants the best of the best for me. And he wants the best of the best for you. No good thing will he withhold. He's not going to withhold the good. He wants to give you the good. He wants to see you on that day where you stand in front of him and he gets to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter in. He wants that. So how much more should we want to allow ourselves to be disciplined? Because out of that, we get strengthened out of that we get the courage to walk out the life God has for us don't fear it but welcome it don't sit outside the classroom walk into the classroom sit up front and say here I am Fill me up. Discipline me all you like. Shape me. Mold me. Cut what you need to cut out. Put in what you need to put in. That's where we need to be tonight. That's where we should all want to be tonight. As I get ready to close, I want to read a familiar Verse to you in Revelations 3 20. It says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. You see, we start our journey, we start our class by receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior. In order to go to a school, you've gotta register your student. And then the student can go to class. Tonight, it's receiving the Lord as our Savior. And as our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, we're registered now. Class is in session. And we have the opportunity to be taught. We have the opportunity to learn and to listen, to be guided and to be led. You know, it said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commands. You know, in a relationship for those married couples, when you start a relationship, it starts off as a friendship and it grows in a place of love. And that's what coming to Jesus is like. When you receive Jesus, you grow in your relationship And that love that you have for him. That you want to keep his commands. You want to live the life that he's requiring you to live. And as you grow in the relationship, he sends the helper, as he says in John 14. I'm going to send someone to help you. I'm not gonna have you start this relationship and then do it all the rest of it on your own. I'm gonna send a helper. We don't have to figure it out by ourselves. We don't have to stumble through this life trying to understand, God, how do I do this? How do I respond when when I'm being tempted? What happens when I get defiled? God, I don't know what to do. It's okay, because I'm sending a helper. I'm sending someone that's gonna live on the inside of you. That's gonna help you. That's gonna show you how to fight the battle. That's gonna show you the way to go. It says in Luke 16, and verse 13, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, for He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for He will take of what is mine, and declare it to you. I don't know about you, but that's the class I wanna be in. That's the class I wanna go through. And when that day comes and I graduate, And just like a graduation, you walk across the stage and receive your diploma. I want to walk up to those gates and hear my father say, well done. Well done, daughter. Enter in. How about you? How about you tonight? Are you ready to register yourself for class? There's gonna be hard times, but you have a helper. He's never gonna leave you, and he's never gonna forsake you. Tonight as you bow your heads and we get ready to close, where are you tonight? Maybe you're standing outside the school and you're saying, do I really want to do this? God says there's nothing to fear. Nothing to fear. Make that step. Register yourself tonight for class. And I promise you, you will not regret it. You will not regret it. So tonight, if that is you, and you're saying, you know what? I, I'm going to sign it. I'm going to register tonight. I'm going to take that step. I'm walking in that classroom tonight. And I'm going to let the Lord come in and I'm gonna allow myself to be disciplined. And I know that as I go through it on the other side, I'm gonna be strengthened, I'm gonna have courage, and I'm gonna graduate. If that's you tonight, I'm just gonna ask you to slip your hand up and we're gonna go in a time of prayer tonight as you register for class. So if that's you, just lift up your hand I see that hand, bless you. God is good, I see that hand, bless you. God is good, I see that hand, bless you. Thank you. Well, church, why don't we stand up and I'm just gonna lead you in a prayer tonight. And there's gonna be others that are gonna be praying with you that are gonna be reaffirming their faith. You know, sometimes we gotta get back into class. You know, I'm going back to school after I've graduated. I thought school was behind me, but I'm back in college again. And sometimes we gotta recheck in school again. So there might be others that are gonna reaffirm their faith along with those of you that are registering tonight. Amen. So just repeat after me. God, I'm coming before you tonight. And I thank you for your son that died on a cross for me and rose again on my behalf. And tonight I invite you to come into my life, to have your way, because tonight I am registering for class And I am going to graduate with strength and with courage. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you tonight. Well, I hope you were encouraged by God's word. Thank you again for listening to Kings Alaska Podcast. God bless you. For more great content, go to kcalaska.com. And may God's face shine upon you and give you peace.